LastPass's PR nightmare, and some of our most important hardware. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Rocket Money. Take full control of your subscriptions with Rocket Money at rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. This week's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is an endpoint solution that uses the most powerful untapped resource in IT, end users. Learn more at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This Mac Voices Live discussion continues as we examine the LastPass hack and LastPass's handling of notification to the public and to its users. Then our panel picks some of their most important hardware. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Are there any LastPass users here on the panel? Nope. Okay. Oh, Eric, you were? Okay. Yeah, that's the, all of our department passwords are in LastPass. Now there, there are multiple levels, but yeah, it it could take us a lot of time to get passwords swapped out and changed, and you know, and it's not just passwords; it's notes and commentary. There's other stuff there. So, um, and you know, if you read just the press releases, it sounds like well, you know, kind of plan on it maybe, but it's probably not a big deal. Now it's sort of like, well, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a lot more of an issue. It's, it's, there, there are more questions than I would like to have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to ask the chat room: um, it, How many of you, or if anyone, are our LastPass users? If you don't mind saying whether you are or not. Um, but Eric, you bring up a really good point that one password LastPass they all let you put more information than just passwords in under the under the heading of, you know, this is the most secure place on your computer that you could put it. And now we have a question as to just how secure LastPasses was. And I don't want any of this to spill over on one password. That would be very unfair, except in, in the most general fashion of, you know, you may want to rethink what your master password is yep. for for everything. You know, if your if your master password to get into your vault was you know one two three four uh, or you know webbixby dot com or watch something, it, watch it, watch it. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, let's see. Um, well, Ben Rathig, uh said he had concerns about LastPass's security model. Um, Brian says he uses Bitwarden. Frank says he uses one password. So, you know, I, I'm not, I know I've heard some good things about Bitwarden recently, but I'm not familiar at all with Bitwarden. It's open source, is it not? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So just, just folks, just please be careful out there. We've, we preach it over and over and we know you get tired of it, but don't reuse passwords. And now, you know, really start thinking about not just the complexity of your main password, but if you use a password manager, um, the complexity uh, and length of Mm -hmm. the password you use to get into your vault. (laughs) Ben says one, two, three, four, five. Thanks, Ben. Well, and it sounds now like, you know, maybe making sure that you occasionally change that master password. 
Because it sounds like people that have had accounts since 2018 and before maybe didn't change their master password, especially on personal accounts. And the one people who didn't change it didn't pick up any of the new levels of encryption. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I I can't say for sure, and it's not totally clear, but that would be something I would like to see, you know, all of the password manager companies come out and say, yeah, you know, there's a reminder or, you know, have something in their interface. You know, part it's it's keeping having a secure place to put all your passwords, but also having access to an expert company to kind of remind you to follow best practices, not just publishing something and assume you did, but you know they have enough information to know how well encrypted something is. If they change the levels from you know 500 times to uh, you know 100,000 times or whatever, they'll know all the users who didn't make that change and they should be able to notify them and say, hey, go in and update your master password. You would think so, or, or almost require them to do so. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, because I mean, if I'm if I'm running LastPass, and by changing your password, you get extra levels of encryption. I'm going to do my best to force you to do that, so I limit my liability, not just to help you, but to help me. That everybody wins in that scenario. Why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. I agree. Anything else we should talk about with LastPass or passwords or anything of that nature? Okay. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's, oh, it's well. an interesting dilemma. And, and uh, uh, as David said, that uh, the LastPass people have got a tremendous PR nightmare on their hands that they're going to have to figure out how to uh, uh, weather this storm. Uh, they, they definitely right. got a, a black eye on this one. Mm-hmm. Well, if, uh, listen, if it's not cool to ask, then just tell me to move on. But if you are re-examining using password, password manager, what what would be your alternative that you would feel is relatively secure? Um, yeah, let's move on. Uh, we, we, okay. we, 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 you know, we, we have protocols, that, but it, it's really more self-enforced. Uh, we don't have a, a, a uniform system. Um, I think one of the things that has my IT, uh, my micro support people concerned is uh, um, if somebody gets locked out of their, loses their one their master password or, or whatever, um, and they come up to, to the IT people and say, hey, help me get back in. And they don't want to hear the answer that there's nothing we can do. You know, that's something that has, has mm-hmm. some people concerned. But if I remember correctly, 1Password makes that very clear that when you set up your account, you get, um, what is it, an emergency key, I yeah. think they call it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they want you to print that out and take that and put it in a safe deposit box somewhere. Because if you don't have, oh, yeah. if you lose your master password and you don't have that, you're done. I mean, it's it's simple. It's They can't help you. Sort Well, sort of like Apple, you know, saying that they can't help the FBI because of the encryption that, you know, they don't have the keys to, to that particular lock and they don't want to have the keys to that lock. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it, 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 it has its challenges. I'll just put it that way. Um, 
uh, you know, I, like I said, I've been using one password personally for 10 years, maybe longer. Um, and I'm just, I'm just used to it, you know? Um, and I, I just, it's just part of my workflow. Um, but for, for somebody new on the corporate side saying, okay, you have to adopt the system. There's gonna be a lot of pushback on it. I still got a lot of data I got to secure, you know, so there's the other side of it. So. Yeah, it's a it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. For the record, I'm with you, Web. I've used one password for as long as I can remember. I mean, I I, I, I don't remember what I did before one password. Yeah. That's how long it's been. So, so the question I pose to the to the crew here, um, and to the Mac Voices Live panel, even the folks who couldn't be here tonight, um, in the in the first holiday party show, we, I asked them to talk about what the most important, two of the most important pieces of software they have, not necessarily the, the, the most frequently used or whatever, but what they saw was important, most important. And we had a great conversation about it. So this time around, I'm going to ask everyone what the most important pieces of hardware they have are. And I've asked them to obviously exclude Macs, iPads, iPhones, you know, the, the the bigger things from Apple that we all have guaranteed. But peripherals or anything that attaches or you, you use in concert with your tech is fair game. Um, and I do, Jeff Gamma couldn't be here uh, tonight. He had um, he had a family situation come up. Um, happily, it looks like everything is okay. But um, he was really bummed out that he couldn't be here. He was going to talk, He, he his the two that he wanted to put forth, um, are his Keychron C2 keyboard and his Eero um, 6E Pro uh, mesh network. Can't I know a lot of people swear by the Keychron keyboards. Um, the the Eero, uh, I, I can definitely swear to that. Um, that is one of, one of mine, um, no question about it, because it is so well done. So I'm going to, whoops, I'm going to take, Throw that in the show notes, but um, so I wanted to get those in for Jeff's sake because he was kind enough to to send me a text with it um, and and let me know what his picks were. So there they are. Um, uh, Jim, how about if we start with you? Um, what what are what is one or what are one or two of the most important pieces of hardware <clears throat> you have? Um. Okay. Well, obviously by leaving out main Apple devices that ties both hands behind my back, but I came up with some. Uh, so I think for one, I will pick Stream Deck. And I was thinking about this, like I didn't have a Stream Deck a year ago today, which I'm kind of like, whoa, how did I do that? <laughs> um, so in fact, I even over the course of the last year, I first got the medium one and now i have the big one um and i reach for it constantly i just have a limited repertoire of things that i do with it but uh um but i do those things a lot and i i i, I spent you know some time it takes one thing about stream tech it takes a while to set up because you've you've got to figure out you know what it is and and you know you do a lot and you know i um 
you know, I try to keep mine too to to pretty generic general things. You know, so I don't have a lot of specific things, but um, and, and and you know, I just have a handful of things that I do a lot, but they're really helpful. Like I have one in the upper corner that is for app launching, and it launches an app called uh, what's that? It's in setup. It's called oh, what is it called? I'm not sure what it's called. It's not telling me. How about here? Start. Um, and that's what I use for app launching. And it is um, the reason I use that. It works just like Spotlight, but except that you can add uh, comments on on apps. And so I I put. Uh, did I, did I talk about this last week? I remember talking about this somewhere. I think you talked about start. Yeah, we talked about but start. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that I've got one that opens up a new browser window. Like no matter where I'm in, you press this button, boom, goes to Safari, opens a new browser window. I've got one that starts a screenshot or, you know, um, launch a screen capture. I've got one for plain text. Uh, paste, paste plain text. Um, and then you can customize it for different apps. So I've got some special ones for Panorama and for Xcode and for Keynote. And, you know, if for some reason I don't have somewhere and I don't have the thing, I find myself, it's like cutting off a limb. It's like, oh, wow, oh, wait a minute. How do I do that thing? I can't press the button to to do it. So. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I waited a long time to get a stream deck. I didn't really, I, I thought oh, this is a silly, expensive thing, but uh, I, I correct myself. I. This week's Mac Voices is brought to you by Collide. Collide is a fleet visibility solution for Mac, Windows, and Linux that can help you securely scale your business. The challenge with endpoint security has always been that it's difficult to scale. And when remote work took over, the challenge got exponentially harder. With remote work continuing to be widespread, the challenge remains. You need visibility into your fleet of devices in order to meet security goals and reduce service desk tickets. But how do you get that visibility when different parts of your company run on Mac, Windows, and Linux? You get Collide. Collide is an endpoint security solution that gives IT teams a single dashboard for all devices, regardless of their operating system. Collide gives you real-time access to your fleet's data and can do things that traditional MDMs can't. And instead of installing intrusive agents or locking down devices, Collide takes a user-focused approach that communicates security recommendations to your employees directly on Slack. You can answer every question you have about your fleet without intruding on your workforce. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to find out how. If you follow that link, they'll hook you up with a goodie bag just for activating a free trial. That's Collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash MacVoices. Collide dot com slash MacVoices. Thanks to Collide for supporting this week's MacVoices. This edition of MacVoices is supported by Rocket Money. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today with Rocket Money at rocketmoney.com slash MacVoices. Say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money, and say hello to Rocket Money, 
the better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills, all in one place. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of the button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Time is money. Money is money. Rocket Money helps you save both. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 per year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. That's rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Rocket Money for supporting Mac Voices. Hey, Jim. Yeah. In, in three sentences or less, um, how, how do you get from programming a button to to launching an app? Or, you know, it's how do you program the deck is, I guess, is there a utility or? or yeah, it comes with an app. And the app has a picture of the grid. Um, and you... Uh, I haven't done it in a while, so I don't remember exactly, but, you know, I've got that in my menu bar. Where is my mouse? There we go. So, you cl- and it's not the greatest app in the world. I, there's there's things as an app developer, I'm like, Ugh. and it's not a native Mac app. It's written in uh, across, it's not Electron. It's um, QT, which is a much older cross-platform uh, app. But um, there's a list of actions down the right side of the window, and you take an action and drag it um, into a button spot, and then um, then you can you can uh, you can say what is that going to do? Like a common thing is to do keystrokes, um, or you can supply a URL, which would also work for launching an app or a document. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty easy and you can set up multiple panes and attach them to applications so that it will automatically, you know, when you go to a different app, you'll get a a completely different pane. Although what I do is I tend to have a cluster of things that are common, like the ones I mentioned, like capture, launch an app, open a new thing. I put that on every panel so that no matter where I am, I can always launch an app or make a new thing. And then I have my more specific app specific things um and the towards the bottom and the right um one thing that i really wish they would do and i I guess they still they just came out with a major new release and they still haven't done it is i wish that it was programmable like with an apple script that you could change panels on the fly Mm -hmm. and i know this is something that apparently on the keyboard maestro forums now they've been wishing that you could do and I could really make it shine with Panorama if you could do that. Uh, I would really like to make it so you came up with a specific form, for example. Or it might be nice to make that work with a web site where a specific web page might have its own custom buttons. That would be really cool. But they're they're still not allowing that. So they don't don't support Apple Script? They don't uh, uh, work within Apple Script? 
It's not ECMAScript script. Okay. Okay. But but it is not itself controllable by AppleScript. So you. I want an AppleScript to go to it and say, switch to this page of buttons. Yeah. Um, and um, it yeah, seems like it would be trivial because they already have, like I say, it, it, it can switch to different panels based on what app is current. Um, and so they've got logic, you know, that, that took quite a bit of logic to follow you know, when an app changes, uh, I think I think having it programmable would be easier. So they've already done the hard part, um, but for some reason they haven't done that. And it's it's been a long. It's you know, if you go to the the uh, keyboard maestro forums, it's been long requested. So they they know about it, and and it's way upvoted on those forums as well. Uh, it's. You know, that's got a long thread of, yeah, yeah, when are you going to do this? Anyway, I, I wound up talking a lot about software, but it's a piece of hardware. Yeah. You know, here it is. <laughs> Chuck, thank you. I, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've heard about Stream Decks and uh, uh, Max Sparky's talked about it a lot since he's uh, redone his studio and talked about it. And this is the first time I got to actually ask somebody who, who has one how, how it works. So, so thanks for letting me hijack the show for a little bit. No, no, and I, I mean the Stream Deck. I think is is the perfect example of the kind of peripheral, <laughs> peripheral I was thinking about when people, you know, when I ask this question, um, and and Web from based on my experience with the Stream Deck, Stream Deck, you would not have any trouble getting it to do something very useful for you. Yep. No question about it, um, because one sort of what Jim would alluded to, and and I find this with even sometimes with other pieces of software, the toughest part of it may be figuring out what you want it to do for you and then and how it can benefit you. And then once you do that, getting it to do that is relatively simple. So, Oh, and yeah. let me give an, a software recommendation to go with it. There's a there's an app in the App Store. I believe it's called uh, Button Creator. Let me just use my Stream Deck to launch this app. Um, yep. and I think it's like five bucks or something and <clears throat> it will make graphical buttons based on, uh, Apple's SF symbols font, which has about 2000 symbols and you can control different colors and stuff. And I find that's the best way to make, uh, the buttons for, for stream deck stream deck has, um, some button creation in it but they're kind of like they're they're not very comprehensive they're, and and you wind up with you know different buttons or um different styles and stuff and and using this button creator app it's it's so great because you can color code and and you can make all your buttons look real nice and consistent so your screen stream deck looks nice and it's organized um and I color code, so different sections are, you know, like, you know, it, it really makes it, um, it makes it way easier to, to set it up. Um, so, if, you know, I would strongly uh, recommend if you get a Stream Deck, also get, get Button Creator. Yeah, if, if this is the one I'm thinking about, Jim, and it looks like I just was pulling it up, I believe it is. I put in the link of the chat. Um, Ah, thank you. No, you beat me to it. Um, yeah, you can. I mean, you can. You can even do some of your own custom graphics with this if you want. So, 
I mean, and look, we're talking oh. about you know a, a, a button. You know, I mean, it's 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 not it's not like you're going to get anything super sophisticated on there, but it's enough to let you identify that <laughs> button without necessarily having to have text if you don't want text. Um, you you, you can do your own uh, artwork with you know Stream Deck will let you put anything, and you know, in fact, I started off I was making you know icons in Keynote. Um, which worked, but you know it was kind of fiddly. And and what what I like about button creator is it just allowed it to be really fast, so that the button part of it was not, you know, that didn't become a whole project. You know, before I had that, I'd be like, oh, maybe I should make a button for that. But you know, oh, then I have to come up with some kind of graphics for it, and I was like, that's nah, that's too much trouble. I, I, so I won't even make the button at all. So with this button creator, it's just like okay. Boom! I can come up with a, a nice looking button in like thirty seconds, and that no longer becomes an impediment. Um, so I don't even think about it. Um, so before I got that, yeah, it was just basically the graphics part of it. Even though I could do anything I want, but that's too much flexibility, you know. Unless there's just some <laughs> really special button that I really, you know, want, you know, some. And, and you can also apply text to buttons too. Um, in in stream deck so you can have the button but you can also have a little bit of text that explains what it is so you can you know you don't have to remember what all the icons are so some of my buttons um i label and some i don't I, you know and i also like i have buttons like i have a mute button um so right now and I, I can mute just by pressing a stream deck button and that one is a special button that comes with stream deck so it actually shows the button changes and when i'm muted um, it shows a slash through it, and I can see. And there, there's another uh, zoom-related button that is uh, zoom in and out of full screen for 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 zoom, and it specifically knows about zoom. So, um, especially like you know, sometimes somebody goes into sharing their screen, and then all of a sudden your zoom window is like, and you know, maybe you're not paying close attention, and you're like looking at your email, and all of a sudden it's like. Ah, Zoom hijacked my screen. Well, I just boom hit this button and and it zooms back into uh, in, into place. So you know it, it's interesting because they I, I think they market Stream Deck as you know I mean it's right in the name is for streaming, but that's mostly not what I use it for. I, I just use it in and out day to day things. You know, like even just the screen capture. Well, you can do that with, but it's almost like you know it's like a three four button thing, and you know. And now it's just boom, it's I've got it right on the edge with my thumb, boom. And I take a lot more screen captures than I used to. And you know, if I'm just doing an email like sport email or something, and it's like, don't even think about it, boom, screen capture, done. Um, it, it's just you know, same thing with paste. Well, that's what shift command V. Well, that's the other thing. Whenever I want to paste plain text, it used to be I had to think about it. What is it, you know, and it's three. Things takes two hands. No, now it's just right there. Boom, paste plain text done. So it's those little things, but you know when you do them thirty times a day, that really adds up. So you know if somebody's listening to this and they're like, "Well, that's stupid," you know, I can I can hit Command Shift V. Yeah, you can, but when you have to do it dozens of times a day, it really it really makes a difference to just you know cut that. You know, I don't have to think. What is that plain paste plain text? Where are the keys? No. Yeah. 
So my, my, have a, huh? I was going to, did you have another one? I do. Um, okay. Uh, an Epson uh, FF680 scanner. Um, mm. So um, it's a, uh, it's kind of like the Fujitsu scanners. In fact, I, I have an older one of those too, that you can put up a, a bunch of papers in and they'll, they'll just, and, um, but, um, so, you know, I mean, unfortunately there's still paper in the world and, but when I encounter it, I tend to scan it and throw it away. And then I've got it in my computer and, you know, having this scanner where you can put a pile in and usually, you know, you can put a bunch in and it'll just feed it doesn't always every now and then something will like when Wells Fargo sends me stuff, it's folded in a way that it always mm -hmm. gets it, but most of the time it doesn't. And even, even, you know, you get a thick insurance thing, pull the staple out, choo, 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 up, we're done. And now we've got something that, that you can find again. And um, this one, uh, one thing that's nice that, uh, in fact, it's the reason why I got it when I already had the Fujitsu um, is it will do photographs. So you can actually put a pile of photographs in and uh, the Fujitsu really won't do that. It'll potentially damage them. But this one, it was designed um, so that you could, you could scan photographs with it as well. And now Fujitsu did finally, you know, you know, I had a, my, my Fujitsu I bought like around 2010 and it works. Those are great. It works mm -hmm. like a tank. It still does. But I am really mad at Fujitsu because they at one point said, oh, this is a legacy. And they they froze the software, I think, 1014 and said, we're, you know, we're never going to support past that. And you have to buy a new scanner. And it's like, no, I, I have a perfectly working scanner. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to buy a new scanner just because you didn't write. In fact, you know, what you've done is ensure that I will never buy a scanner from you ever again. And they finally did relent after like three years. So they back. do now have drivers for it. But uh, no, sorry. David, how about you? What do you got for us? Yeah, first one is I can't live without is my OWC Thunderbolt uh, 14 port Thunderbolt 3 dock. It's uh, it's just I just have had it for years. I still highly recommend it. It's uh, it's it's just a pretty amazing device and has everything hooked up where I need it. I don't have to mess around with it, and I'm one to have all kinds of things hooked up to it. And um, Display works well. You know, you got uh, SD card reader. You got uh, like mine. Mine's an older one, so it has still has FireWire if I need it. Uh, so I'm, I'm holding on to this until I, I don't have to anymore. But uh, it uh, uh, it is uh, it's pretty uh, pretty much a, a pretty amazing device. And I don't know, Chuck, you have one too. And it's uh, it it really is uh, something that I just couldn't live without. It's it's on my desk here. And, uh, and works, and you know, and of course, you know, as as it gets older, technology is different. You know, they got newer models that are more more well versed for the, the newer newer Macs. But you know, so far, for as expensive as it is, it's uh, it's still working really well for me. So, um, so that's the one I have. And I'll also second the Aero Six 
the arrow routers, the 6E, uh, phenomenal. I'm so, so ha extremely happy I, I went with that. Uh, works really well with my new, fi my new fiber line here, and I'm getting really uh, super uh, fast speeds. Works really well. Uh, the, it's interesting because I'm so used to, we are, we're all so used to being able to manage um, our internet connection through you know, through the web, you know, being able to go to the, you know, your local IP address and, and manage it. But Eero doesn't let you do that. You have to do it from the app that's on your iOS device. So, um, which is not a big deal. You know, I, the nice thing about it is anytime something connects to your network, you're getting a notification right away. It's telling you, hey, a new, a new device is connected. You're getting, you know, you get the, the, the notification. So it does that as well as just absolute performance. Six, It's the 6E, so it's the absolute fastest uh, Wi-Fi available on my MacBook Pro has that so uh it, it's fast so um uh those two, two, two things that really i wouldn't just not live without just uh, for sure yeah two good choices two good choices david you you reminded me of a, a another device that i kind of forgot about that i know you have too which is the owc mini stack um yeah. and that just sits there and I don't even think about it, but it, it sits there and works great. I think anything with OWC can you can just can't put go, it. You yeah, really can't go wrong. Favorite uh, favorite thing. The Mac Voices panel continues to pick some of their most important hardware in the next edition of Mac Voices. I'm Chuck Joyner. I'll see you then. As always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at BackbeatMedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at Cashfly.com.